Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Addicted Fishing Podcast. Tonight we're going to talk about a little bit spring Chinook fishing. We got the guys from Brad's Killer Fishing Gear in tonight, but before we get this thing kicked off, I want to say thank you so much to Nick Wax for sponsoring this podcast. We appreciate their support, and you guys should check out their product. It's a waterproofing and reviving material for your Gore-Tex or your waterproof clothing. So check it out, Nick Wax. We'll have a link down in the description. I mean, it never rains in Washington. I don't know why we need it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. That sounds great. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'll get you guys some before, before you leave sweet. tonight so you guys can right check on. it out for sure. But yeah. what do you guys got going on? How's Have you guys been out springer fishing yet? Who are these guys? Yeah, introduce yourself <laughs> yeah, Let's first. start with that first. <laughs> uh, I'm Scott Call with Brad's Killer Fishing Gear, my son JT. And uh, JT's been out springer fishing once. Uh, we actually just got back from the... Um, Olympic Peninsula. Yeah, I had a pretty, pretty good trip out there. Yeah. Um, just kind of winding down after show season. So it was a long show season. Did you shut off a little early? Got shut off a little early yeah. in certain parts of the country. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we just finished off with Fred Hall show down in uh, Long Beach. And uh, it was a good show. It's, it's nice just to see different stuff. Totally different stuff. Yeah, I bet it was a whole different world down oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those accurate reels that are 14 pounds that are this big for the massive bluefin that hold, what was it, 2,000 yards of 120 pound. I mean, it's just like... <laughs> well, it's like a broken fishing all the time, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, on Yale, of course. Not <laughs> yeah. Merlin, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah especially. Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking insane. Oh, it's just cool <laughs> checking out the different stuff. They had a massive um, Mako shark there. Um, world record Mako. It was, I think, 1,200 pounds. Um, they had it stuffed, and it was sitting there. And uh, Was it caught on a rod and reel? Caught on a rod and reel 10 miles off of uh, Huntington Beach mm. down in SoCal. So, wow. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, That's it's crazy. neat stuff. But, uh, so, you think nice you'll go next year? Stuff. You think you'll go set up a booth there? Um, don't know if I'll set up a booth. Maybe set up a booth. Definitely walk around and network because it was worth that for sure. And just with the amount of clothing sales, I mean, there were some booths that had, I kid you not, um, 20 foot, 30 foot lines of people waiting. Um, so if you guys are interested at all, I, I think you guys would blow it up with your, with your gear, kind of looking around at what else was there. And, uh, yeah. I think you guys would blow it up for sure. Well, I'm going to have to get down to the old Fred Hall <laughs> show, huh? <laughs> Talking about deals, I heard you guys brought in a little special deal for all the addicts out there listening to the podcast. You know, we did. Yeah, we appreciate your support. We appreciate all the addict support. We appreciate you guys bringing us on here. So, yeah, for your good customers and our good customers, on the uh, certainly on the Max Prop Saver side, um, we have a 20% discount that's going to be going for the next 30 days. And that's going to be for river runners and prop savers. So um, the code, if you go to propsavers.com, propsavers.com, the code is addicts 20 Just that easy. addicts 20 addicts 20 So A-D-D-I-C-T-S-2-0. Yeah. yeah and that, yeah. so that's propsavers with an S at the end, dot com. PropSaversWithAnS.com. No, yeah. there's probably a bunch of people listening right now that are like, what the heck are these guys talking about? <laughs> so you're going to need to explain without actually, I mean, you can't really show it because we're in a podcast right now, yeah. but talk about it. What are these products that you're making for, for outboards? Yeah, I can talk about it. Um, I think maybe somebody here to my left has got some firsthand experience. I don't know, but uh, basically <laughs> it, it's a ring that goes around, uh, attaches to your cavitation plate. And it circles around your prop. 
So um, it keeps fishing lines from getting in the prop. It keeps uh, sticks and logs from getting in the prop. If you're going over some woody area, some stumps, things like that, um, it'll bang on that and uh, you know avoid screwing up your prop. Um, the river runner, on the other hand, attaches to the front skag on your uh, on your motor. Generally made for the bigger motors, but guys use it for the kickers too, and uh, and that protects your skag. And it has some some protection for the prop as well. So, and uh, I don't know. You put one on in your boat, and I don't yeah. know. Rumor has it you might have hit something. I don't yeah, know. no, it's funny because you know last fall we uh, you guys you know threw it on one of my boats and. Uh, Shoot, I was fighting a fish, and, and it was kind of windy, and I was going down a run, and I didn't really, like, kind of think of it. I just had the, the, the kicker in gear. Yeah. And, uh, you know, concentrating on the client, concentrating on the fish. It just kind of drifted back, and then I could, all of a sudden, I could hear the, the tick, you know, of the rocks as you're kind of flowing down the river. Oops. And I looked back, and it's still in gear, and had, um, had, uh, <laughs> I had not had this, the ring, you know, the prop mm -hmm. saver around that prop. I would have chewed that prop to nothing because I had it. It was in, I was going pretty good clip, and so I heard it kind of tink, 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 and it kind of bounced the motor a little bit. And like I said, what it does is it just creates like a shield just around that spinning prop. That's and what it does. Yeah. What I was able to do, it bought me enough time to just kind of take a few steps back there, lift the kicker up just another you know foot, which is all yeah. I needed to do, and we drifted down the river. We landed the fish, but I mean that in that situation there. Um, you know, when I don't have my prop protected, I'm I'm usually good for a prop, maybe two a year. Yeah. You know, just from fishing hard or backing off the shore. Um, you know, in in spots, you know, from boat launches or yep. you know, just the, all those little times where, oh yeah, I wish we would have had a prop saver because just destroyed that prop and it doesn't take you know these aluminum props these days. It doesn't take nothing. It doesn't. And the thing about it too is it's not just the prop, right? It's so you're a guide, you're out on the water. So that ruins your day of fishing. You're you done. Know, that happens early in the morning. You're screwed. You're scrambling mm -hmm. around trying to get something. And, and us too. I mean, you know, we, we'd like to fish more than we do, but we don't get a chance to fish often enough. And when we do get out, we just want to make sure that, you know, we're able to run and, and fish as hard as we can and, and not have anything get in the way. I mean, at the, like end of the, day, at the end of the day, a new prop for me on my old on my old kicker was 110 bucks, 120 bucks. And if I wanted it, once I, if I wanted it, rebalanced and refurbished it was 60 or 70 bucks and yeah. like i said i'd do it quite often <laughs> yeah. but it also keeps lines out of the prop and that's do the key. It, you know you uh you were telling me about that um and we were going up and doing some winter kokanee fishing and there was a lot i mean there's always lines you know, i run like eight to ten rods you yeah. know gear in the water making turns fighting wind you know guys with fish on there kind of like you know the fish gets close to the boat wants to duck under and i know that that ring kept that line you know as long as you have some tension on it which would be from excuse me uh your, your fish or your gear mm -hmm. uh it's not going to drift and get sucked into that prop it's going to lay against that ring and not go anywhere and oh, it's saved right. by bacon a couple times so. that's the key yeah i mean it's really not meant although guys do it it's really not meant for you know back trolling through gravel and rocks and stuff like that it's meant for just the just like you had you know mm -hmm. you heard the tank and you got out of the got out of that that thin water um, but the other key definitely is keeping the lines out of the, out of the prop. Um, we we're just talking about shows down the Sacramento show had a guide, um, actually had two downrigger lines in the same year, get caught up in his prop. 
Yeah, yeah. that won't happen with this prop saver. No, it will not happen. <laughs> and, and he said, you know, there's nothing I could do about it. He said it was a windy day, and I knew it was going to happen, but the guy kept right in front of me, and I had two choices. I was either going to hit him, or this was going to wrap. And, <laughs> and it wrapped. And so it screwed up his day. It screwed up his lower unit. And you can imagine a... I've never had that, but a downrigger line yeah. getting caught well, in there. That would be it would not be good. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait this year. Well, of course we just did North of Falcon meetings yesterday, so I don't think it's gonna be that big of an issue, but like for ocean coho. Yeah. You know, you get I mean, you're fishing close to the boat, they're super hot, they go nuts. Like if I seems like and it, you know, believe it or not, it does happen. It's <laughs> just roll my eyes for you guys who can see listening to this, but yeah, it uh if I seem like if I'm going to throw a fish into the prop, it's uh, during ocean coho season. Coho rodeo for going on. sure. And Getting so, yeah, crazy. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how well it does there. Yeah. So yeah, for uh, for all those interested, twenty uh, percent off uh, going for thirty days again. Addicts twenty, and just go to our website propsavers.com and uh, and twenty percent off for uh, for all the addicts fans. So we appreciate your support. So the, all you uh, boat owners out there, go yeah. make sure you go check it out. All right, so besides prop savers and all those, you guys are from Brad's Killer Fishing Gear, so you do make a lot of other gear. So I think we need to talk about some spring Chinook fishing. I think that's what we need to transition into right now. Have you gone yet, Cam? Dude, I went out this morning. So from the time that we <laughs> recorded this podcast, I went out for about three, four hours this morning, and right when I got there, I saw one caught. But I basically had to do like a little shakedown run where you – Realize, oh, I forgot this. Oh, I need this. Oh, this is acting this way. Oh, I got to adjust this rod holder. Oh, this whatever. You know, you find all those little things you don't want to find on the mm -hmm. first day when you actually have clients, which is tomorrow. But I saw a fish caught, and I went out. But unfortunately, the springers decided to practice social distancing <laughs> to my boat. Hey, so unfortunately, it did not work out so well for me. But no bites, no hits, no runs. Have you guys been out yet? I went out last week. Um... Got off of work at around 2, so I wanted to at least go give her hell for a couple hours. Marked 1, I just went in the Vancouver area, but um, didn't really see much going on. There was, I don't know, maybe 6 to 10 boats out around me. Um, talked to a couple guys, they hadn't seen anything. They marked one here or there, but kind of the same deal with Cam, just... It was a nice day, no wind, so I wanted to get out and make sure, shakedown trip. Make sure yeah. everything was ready to go, but... Yeah, because of all the drama going on, I'll be working half days from now on, so I see a lot of afternoon trips in my near future. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I guess that is one, one, benefit. one benefit, yeah. yeah. So what have you been hearing, though, Cam? Has there been some fish getting caught? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, especially like two weeks ago when we had that first kind of stint to nice weather, there was, I mean, it was like, I was thinking about like trying to bail on a steelhead trip <laughs> and going, uh, getting out there and, you know, guys we know got them and. Yeah, Charles just got seemed, one. Just seemed like it was. One. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, just seemed like there was some fish around, and I mean, I've talked to quite a few boats in the last few days that you know are going two for three. You know, getting a, you know a couple chances, yeah. catching two. Yeah. You know, like there. Uh, That's good. Yeah, I think you put some time in. I mean, unfortunately, it's still early, so if you hit a little wave of fish, you'll be in it. If not, you'll be hearing about the guys that were. <laughs> but uh, I think we're. Darn close water temp, you know, started about 43 and a half, kind of ended at 45. Sun was kind of beating on the water, but back to the matter is, like, that's biting temperature, and that is, all, all things point to go. Time to rock and roll. Yeah, mm. so, it, uh, I'm not, I'm expecting to kill them tomorrow. I can't wait to eat one. Did Have you guys up. see any caught in February this year? I don't know if I saw anything. 
I heard of a couple. You showed me a picture of one. Yeah, I thought there was can. a couple. There was a couple caught before the closure down the lower. Yeah. A couple local guys. Yeah, I'm quiet. Sure. I know one guy got three in February. Oh my word! Dirty, but yeah, I've heard of a couple caught in tribs already too. Yep. So. Yeah. I think, you know, I think they're around and, you know, I mean, one thing I'll just say is this, the steelhead season was by far better than anything we've seen in the last four or five years. That's good to hear. The smelt run was, I think, came in bigger than what the state expected as well. Yeah. It's, it's it's nice to be at least thinking optimistically that we're going to have a, you know, maybe a little better run than they're anticipating. Maybe so. ocean conditions are a little better than they thought. Yeah, yeah, we did. That uh, would be nice. So, I mean, I think there's going to be some. We're due for a good. A good summer again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just did North of Falcon yesterday, so we'll talk about that in another podcast. <laughs> but with that said, I think, yeah, we're going to get some springers. Tomorrow, like, I got trips starting up tomorrow and the next day where, you know, we're going to go out. We're going to troll some triangle flashers and some bait. Right. But then people want to do some 360 and some super bait as well. There you so go. we're going to kind of be throwing everything at them. I mean, I will say the fish I marked last week was suspended, so those 360s. You know, we got good clarity. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always kind of believed that if you have good 360 fishing, one thing you need is you need good clarity. You need that flash to make a fish move to where he's at. And, it, I mean, yeah, visibility was very good out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this forecast, I don't anticipate anything yeah. crazy changing. changing. And yeah. also, we don't have a giant, I don't think we have a giant wall of water coming um, no, it didn't look like it. I think I saw the weather forecast last night, and they said it was going to be pretty dry for the next couple of weeks. So yeah, but I'm just saying, even like the the snow melt, like yeah, you know, last yeah, year, yeah. all that Montana, the, all, once oh they cracked word. that dam open, it was over. And I don't oh. think we have we're going to have a wall of mud coming no. this year. Um, no, it was. I mean, it was pretty muddy that week of the Sportsman Show from all of that. Stop moving from oh, eastern Oregon. Over 40 Oregon. inches of oh, rain we had word. in January in some places. But, yeah, at least it's cleared out already. Yeah. yeah. of 84 and everything else. That was a mess. Yeah. Visibility is wow. good, though. I think we're going to be in good shape. And then I'm hearing, you know, good things from the channel, too. And I am hearing good things heard. from guys 360 in yeah. with some super baits in the channel as well. well. Yeah. We got a picture sent to us. Yeah. Probably the first week of March. Yeah. Fatal attraction. And it sounds like that wasn't the only fish they hit that day. No, I know there's uh, late February too. There's a guy that got two on super baits. Yeah. So talk about if guys yeah. were going to go out and try to use super baits for springers, what would you recommend? Like, what is there certain ones that are working better? Like, people liking the minis, they liking the originals, and like, what colors are people keen in yeah, on? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, the colors, uh, chartreuse is always a killer. Uh, jackpot's good. Uh, Mountain Dew's good. Chartreuse Jack is another good one. Yeah, Blue Jack, um, Twisted Sister is a good one. Just name the whole color. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're all. Yeah. Seahawk is another one that's hard to beat. I mean, well, what about chartreuse, have... chartreuse Blues? I mean, Twisted Sister's got some pink in it, but I mean, really, like, well, I mean, with your killer fish too. I mean, there's a lot of good. There you know, are. You're, you're going to rattle off 20 more different patterns that yeah. work really good for spring chicks. I mean, I'm yeah. changing out every half hour generally, right? So I'm, I am going through that many baits and just seeing, you know, what, what's hitting. And I'll, I'll, you know, put the tuna in ahead of time. So And you're still doing tuna. Clip it off. Yeah. You're not trying anything else. Cool. Yeah. Um, mix stuff up in, in with it. But uh, tuna is always the base that I'm using. Yeah, just like that scent trail that's going out. Um, but yeah, I'll mix, you know, other stuff, you know, whether it's shrimp or anise or, or herring, um, 
Yeah, even krill in there at times. But um, yeah, just mix it up and, and see what's in. You never know any given day. And I'll have a couple different mixtures because you just never know what's going to hit. So, but the addicted salmon blend. The addicted salmon blood is one that we've hit as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it's something that we use quite a bit. Um, it's kind of a bummer right now because generally this is the time of year that we're plunking on the bank. And we've got some spots that we really like to plunk. And uh, that addicted salmon blend has been number one for sure in terms of scent that we've been using out there. But our spot got closed down. So Yeah. Yeah. We'll we're guys, so one mean. of the guys that I go to is like, oh, if I could just make one pass where I really want to, which mm -hmm. is in the closure area, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. it'd be so dirty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good But don't, don't play the steelhead blind because that's good. That's a good one, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a fact. So what about, what it's do you size. think? The original cut plugs? Yeah. The Kogis? You know, I was just What's been ask, best for uh, springers? So I haven't been out yet. Um, Cameron, I was just going to ask you size-wise. Um Generally, in the fall, what we're doing is going with a larger profile early in the morning, like the standard size, when the sun starts coming up, switching over to a mini. And then when it's the sun's real high, you know, noon, 2 o'clock or something, and the fish are getting a little skittish, going down to the kokanee cut plug size, and then, uh, and then backwards again, all the way down till evening, that larger profile. But um, what do you think, Cam? Water conditions right now, size-wise, what do you think for springers? I mean, to be fair, like, I haven't, you know, in these early times, like, I haven't ran a lot. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I do, I do this because I don't. Not until tomorrow because <laughs> I'm going to make it a point because yeah. like, we're doing teaching trips. Um, but later on in the season, um, for sure, and, and one thing I'll say is, like, it doesn't seem, um, it doesn't seem like, you know, we haven't had the coconut cut plugs out, you know, for a lot of years. So, like, when people have been, doing the springers for me it's always been either the mini cut plug or the original mm -hmm. like i find myself not using so much the uh, the the standard cut plug size mm -hmm. but whenever i was doing some of those upriver fisheries or doing it in yep. the channel like even originals like so it's kind yeah. of yeah the skinny banana shaped one mm -hmm. um or a mini but i mean obviously if they eat the originals they're not afraid of the size yeah. and so it's like i don't really know but that's just what i've what i've done and, and done pretty well with them like definitely going to be an arsenal uh, in the arsenal for this year, of course. You can't go anywhere without them now, especially where people are using three sixties and super baits now. It's not even. No, that's right. There's not a salmon on the face of the earth that won't bite them. So what do you think though? Three sixties or triangles? Oh, with the super bait? Yeah. Mm, I mean, I feel like if you can get away with using a three sixty and you have clarity, that you should use a three sixty. <laughs> I'd be going 360. <laughs> I mean, personally, right? If you have, but if the, with the water clarity is a little turbid, a little muddy, fish can't see a long ways to get them to move. You know, using a triangle and, and keeping it low, and getting it in their wheelhouse. Like I think, you know, when it just comes to the whole like 360 versus triangle debate, I think a lot of it comes down to clarity. I don't think it comes down to temperature because we've kind of proven that just over mm -hmm. the years um, in some of these springer fisheries that. A fish will still move when it's 45, 48 degrees for right. 360. No, yeah. no, no debate there. Uh, but I think they have to be able to see it. And I think if you get really turbid conditions and you're you're suspending 360s above their head, you know, it they don't they don't see it. Whereas a triangle that you're tapping the bottom, you're coming up a crank. It's a lot easier to keep a triangle in that one foot off the bottom than it is for anybody 
to do a 360 because the you know the, the places we fished it's not flat um now there are some 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 now there is some suspend fisheries that people will still do the 360s and money over that 60 foot of water and stuff where they're doing the 12 pole yeah, right and they excel mm-hmm. at that but i think they know where their fish are right and if you know where they are exactly you're a little bit off yeah. so 360s with clarity triangles will not and then obviously you know you can use a cut plug just with a triangle do you see do you guys see that a lot because that's something i've literally like i don't think i've ever done it i think if i put a super bait on it's been on a 360 Uh, i've never run the triangles yeah yeah Yeah. out in the ocean no we run them all Mm -hmm. all the time 48 to to 60 inches and um Mm -hmm. i actually see a lot of people that are running them just naked yeah without a flash or without anything just along the bottom Yes. Yeah. Especially when there's a lot of boats out. There's a lot of bling in the water, a lot of flash. You know, everybody's going through kind of the same thing, whether it's 360 or whether it's the triangle flasher, and just run it naked, naked along the bottom. Sometimes, you know, it just gets that, uh, just gets that fish to go. It's worth a shot, that's for sure. I know Absolutely. I've done that with, with bait a yeah. lot, where yeah. I don't run a flasher. Yeah. Well, even like last year in, in the estuary too, when we were like <laughs> trying to keep off Chinook and trying to do this. We were running, you know, minis and stuff really close to the surface during ebb tides trying to pick on coho and we were still having, you know, 20 pound Chinook coming up and just burying bow rods at like 10, like, <laughs> it's so hit, like awesome. 10 That's on the ridiculous. counter in 50 feet of water. So yeah, they, they, they work pretty damn well. Pink magic, baby. <laughs> Pink magic minis all day long. <laughs> the nice thing about them is you know you're always fishing. So when Facts. you're fishing herring, you get a short strike or something you don't know. Weeds um, in the water, yeah, weeds, whatever, blow out in the in the belly. Exactly. Yeah. So nice thing about it is you know, or you're it was really spinning special. good when you dropped it, and then for some reason <laughs> it stopped spinning good. I'm just always. I think that's one of the reasons I don't catch very many springers because I'm reeling my bait in and checking it too much. So I probably paranoid. do need to just put a freaking super bait on and just send it. <laughs> just send, just it. send it. Send it and fish, baby. Yeah. yeah. What about uh? What about killer fish? You know, unfortunately, like the last few years of these closures, like I just haven't done a lot. Last year, right before it blew out, I had one day where I threw the jet divers on. I was back trolling some killer fish. And like when I got a couple one day, but it was like a day where like nobody caught crap. And I was like thinking, oh, I'm in it. Even though, yeah. like I said, I had two bites and two fish. But like I said, I think I saw one more, you know what I'm saying? But I was the only one back trolling. So the next day I go out and the water had just gotten that much more muddier. And then it was, yeah, I didn't get nothing. <laughs> so I, I felt like, you know, when you have, you know, condi- when you have higher water conditions and the currents kind of flowing and back when we had some of these other spots, oh yeah, during the early season, I'd be definitely throwing the killer fish around, especially in some of those more tidal areas. Fortunately, that's just not the game right now. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be the game uh, this year, at least for around here. But uh, people are still going to get them on those. Oh, of course. No, people there's, do there's every year, no matter what. No, there's a million anchor spots up and down. But just as far as I go, like just you're going to be trolling. Yeah, a little more. Ground. But if the water comes up and we get some snow melt and we get some spill, then oh, you, yeah, no, killer fish for sure. K14s. What's your favorite color? Double take for springers. Double take. That's a tough one to beat. Psycho yeah. clown's not bad either. Psycho clown. Psycho clown, yeah, but like the uh, white-bodied one. No, no it's the Christine. Specials. No, it's green. It's got the pink butt on it. Silver and green with pink butt. But yeah, why would I like? I don't know. I, I don't guarantee know. you, I'm, I'm calling it, it something else. Then 
Yeah, psycho. You're clown. probably guaranteed. Yeah, I got my own names for all of them. All right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Psycho clown. You got one over there? Yeah. I want to see psycho oh, clown. All right. All right, guys. Well, he's pulling out that psycho clown. I think we're going to wrap up this podcast again. Don't forget propsavers.com. Addicts 20. You guys should go get those. Outfit your boats if you guys got props that you want to protect. This is the product to do it with. We're going to go do a live feed now. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys on the water.